0: say hi to thanks to be here This is amazing grace This is a done for me. Are you excited to be here in the house of the Lord this morning? Because I don't think you can sing a song like that, unfailing love, His amazing grace, and not be excited. And now we're going to sing about our great God. Please lift your voices with us and let's just worship our awesome King this morning.
1: can have a seat. Am I on? There we go. I'm alive. Good morning. Turn to the person next to you and say, my, you're good looking. Mom, I'm good looking. Now don't laugh after you do it. That's not very nice. Good morning. I get the opportunity to congratulate and uh, introduce our seniors this morning for senior recognition. If you don't know who I am, I'm Pastor Caleb. I'm the student pastor here working with our teenagers. And so this morning, I want to jump right into it and have Hunter Patrick Curry come on up. Give it up for Hunter. Hunter's graduating from Ringgold High School. He plans to attend Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia this fall studying. Oh, I got to read this one biochemistry and molecular biology. So uh, give it up for Hunter one last time. He's got a big education ahead of him. Next, we have Hannah Catherine Ford. Come on up, Hannah. Give it up for Hannah. (laughs) Hannah graduated recently from homeschool, and she plans to attend Word of Life Bible Institute in Scroon Lake, New York this fall. So give it up for her one last time. Also, we have Ty- Tyler Ronald Geminder. He's he, uh, graduating from Ringgold High School. Give it up for Tyler this morning. <laughs> Tyler wasn't able to make it with us this morning. He plans to attend CCAC in the fall and is going to be studying nursing. Uh, next, we have Veronica Don Hatfield. Come on up, Veronica. <laughs> Veronica graduated from Ringgold High School. She plans to attend Douglas Education Center in Manesson, and she wants to pursue a career in special effects for horror films and TV, so some cool stuff coming in the future for her. Give it up for her one more time. Next, we have Sarah uh, Constance Noel. It's not even that hard to say. Give it up for Sarah. Sarah Constance Snow graduated from Ringgold High School. She plans to attend West Virginia Wesleyan College, and she plans to swim with the Bobcats and study athletic training. Give it up for Sarah again. And then lastly, we have Taylor Michelle Slagle. Come on up. Taylor graduated from Ringgold High School, and she plans to attend Liberty University as well in the fall, and is gonna be studying nursing. Give it up for our seniors this morning. As a gift for them this morning, we have a couple choice uh, books we want to leave with them, some literature. You know, I thought you graduated and you'd be done with books, but no, we've got more for you. For our ladies, we have a book called Uninvited. Uninvited in helping our young ladies as they go out into the world, as they're gonna be making tough choices and they're you know what? The world tends to push back against us it tends to to cause some heartache and so there's some some challenges for them to let God direct their path give them uh, let God give them the definition that they deserve and then for our young men we have divine direction and uh, they've got some big choices ahead of them in their life they thought they had the hard choices already but there's some big choices coming and you know what they're gonna need God in their corner and uh, helping them make the right decisions for their life give it up for our seniors one last time Thank you, seniors. You guys can go grab a seat. <laughs> Lastly, I just want to uh, give some uh, some information about our upcoming events for our youth ministry. We have camp coming up July 10th through the 14th. We're going to uh, S- Sevierville, Tennessee, and uh, we're going to be down there with our curriculum uh, provider that we use here for our youth ministry. They have a big event down there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but it's also going to be a lot of challenging students in their spiritual walks. So I'd love if you have any students or know of any students that are leaving the eighth grade and through graduates, they are invited to be a part of that. Come find me in the four-year following service. I'd love to give you any information we have uh, to, to get those students to come out and be a part. Also, check out our envelope table in the back. We have Pushing the Envelope. Our church has done amazing Giving to help students go to camp, but you know what we have some more that we need to that we could use some help with So if you would like to go back there you haven't seen the table yet Go back there talk with one of our workers or i'll be back there myself And we'll be glad to help you out with that and then also we have our churchwide garage sale coming up. This is one of our fundraisers uh, For camp and so that'll be going on june 23rd through the 24th It'll be from 8 to 4 p.m. Here in our gym here But we will, uh, through this garage sale, we're asking anybody, if if you're doing any purging right now, you're trying to clean the house out, if you think you have something that might be of some kind of value to someone else, bring it out. We're looking for donations to donate some things that we can sell as part of this churchwide garage sale to help our teens go to camp. We'll be accepting all donations from the 19th through the event. So if you can help us with that, we would appreciate it very much. Thank you, guys.
2: What an exciting time of year with these kids graduating. I told them that they were lined up back there earlier. I said, uh, we're so happy for you, but you're not allowed to leave, all right? We, we want to keep them here, right? But uh, we're thanking God for them as they go off and uh, to the different endeavors that God has called them to. So just just a few announcements today as we uh, as we continue. Uh, coming up this Friday is our June Jamboree event. I want to encourage you to take the, the flyer that's inside of your bulletin, Hand it out, give it to a neighbor, give it to a friend in the family, somebody, and invite them to come. And uh, they have to go online to get a free ticket. That's just so that we can be prepared with parking and other needs like that. So I ask you to uh, to to get behind that. That is this Friday night. That is from uh, six o'clock until uh, close to nine. uh, Will be that event where there'll be games, there'll be bounce houses for the kids, all that type of fun stuff. Our band will be playing out. We've got a big old stage coming up. It's a Really cool event. There's a dollar concession stand out there, but uh, we're not trying to raise funds with this. This is just to be neighbors. We're being good neighbors to our community. It's like a big old block party for the community up here and for your neighbors. So I want to encourage you to use this as an opportunity just to invite somebody to to connect with them and, uh, and let them know that hey, we've got something. There's a place for you up here, a place where you can belong. And then at nine o'clock, you'll see on the back. There's a movie. We'll begin our movie night. will start on uh, June 16th there at nine o'clock. That movie will be sing. That's uh, that will be just a, as soon as it gets dark enough that we can start the movie. We'll start that. Bring your own lawn chair. Bring a, a blanket or whatever. Hang out on the lawn. It's going to be a fun time. So that's coming up. Please get an online ticket if you haven't yet already done so. All right. And then uh, we have uh, Vacation Bible Schools coming up. Um, so we have Gadgets and Gizmos over there, and uh, that's an exciting thing coming up. That's July 17th through the 21st. So Priscilla Gonzalez is with us. Priscilla, is, uh, as you know, her dad is the director of Word of Life Ecuador. She's a student at, at Cedarville. So she's going to be here for the summer, and she's helping Courtney a lot. So uh, would you welcome Priscilla as she gives an announcement, all right?
1: So if you've seen, we have a table in the back for gadgets and gizmos, and we have applications for volunteers so or registration for, for volunteers. So if you haven't done that, um, we have them in the back. But if you can't come and help us through uh, being at VVS, we also have donations that we need. Um, we have little gears that go inside our robot. You take the big one, leave us the small one with your name, and we have things from um, p- paper towels to m&m tubes that we need so if you want to help us out come and see our table at the end thank you
2: all right thank you let's thank thank her i appreciate that so uh there's plenty of opportunity to jump in and serve whether you can bring items to help or actually be here please stop by the table they will help you find a place to serve and then uh, next Sunday is going to be Man Day here, all right? That, this is going to be an exciting day. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to have, a, if you have a classic car or something like that you'd like to put on display out there, please bring it and uh, stop by the Welcome Center and tell them that, hey, I've got a, a car I'd like to bring and they'll they'll make sure that we're prepared for you. So that'll be next week. We're going to put, a, put some fun things outside. There, there are going to be bacon, egg, and cheese bagels outside for everybody, all right? So come a little bit early or plan to stay a little bit late. We're going to have a good time out there. Uh, Ed Maxson will be out there cooking like he did, like he did last year. And, uh, it's gonna, gonna be a fun time, uh, just to, just, just to celebrate Father's Day. So the, the sandwiches is for everybody. So men, women, everybody, okay? We want you to have a good time, but it's gonna be a fun day here next Sunday, Man Day, June 18th. And then the following Sunday, it's gonna be another fun Sunday. But we're calling it Legacy Weekend. Pastor John Arnold, who was pastor here for 47 years, He'll be back here for, uh, for a Legacy Weekend and uh, be able to rekindle those relationships that we've had for so long. So I want to encourage you to, uh, to, stop, uh, to to make sure that you're here, stop up and, and have some fun with Pastor John. We'll have a picnic afterwards for him. And uh, speaking of Legacy, uh, Carol is, uh, is she's been our faithful housekeeper here at the church for 36 years. And so she is retiring and moving to Virginia to be with her son who's a pastor in Virginia, um, but we're going to have today in the gymnasium after, as soon as the service is done, we have pizza over there and cake. you got to understand, Carol has made the best cakes in the world, so you cannot let Carol retire without a cake, all right? So we're going to have cake over there, and I, I offered her a, a, a new vacuum for retirement, and she denied it. She said, no, thank you, okay? But uh, Carol, would you stand up? We want to appreciate you. We thank you for... <clears throat> Your service to the Lord, you know? It's awesome. It really is. For 36 years, she has cleaned up after us and done a fantastic job here. And we, we love you and appreciate you. And we're excited about what God's going to do in your life, for the next leg of the journey. Today, I'd like to just share with you two, two things. As you know, the church is growing, God is doing great things in our church right now. People are coming to Him coming to the Lord every week. And it's just really a fun time right now. We're seeing the church grow. We're seeing families come to Christ. And uh, it's really a fun time. So there's two two things I'd like to address this morning. A number of people have been asking about the parking lot. What's going on with the parking lot? We started into this endeavor. We've been talking about what seems like forever, right? Right. And uh, so the parking lot will be accomplished this summer. What happened was we got into there, and I stood up here in the fall and said, it'll be done by the end of October. And, uh, you know, Christmas came, and it still wasn't done. So, so that's why I was just kind of silent, because you can't do a parking lot in the winter. So now we, we are upon us. And what had happened was we ran into some snags. Underneath this parking lot is all rock and water. So we have water issues, that water comes up, and we have a rock issue. So whenever they want to put in those pools, they ran into some issues. The contractors ran into some issues, so we got delayed on that. And then Jim Watts got into a study. And, you know, I thank God for people like Jim who are are engineer-minded and can troubleshoot. And, I mean, he really put it through a study. He ended up getting somebody in who really was able to do a water study. And so they've got all the subterranean figured out what needs to happen so they're meeting tomorrow morning. We're getting the date on the schedule. Next week I'll give you a little bit more definite as to when the, the plans will be. But it will be in the, in the next coming weeks here, which we're excited about that. Can we give God a hand for that? What a wonderful thing. What a wonderful thing. And then the other thing I wanted to share with you is that we're, gonna, we're expanding our staff. We're going to be able to add on to our staff right now. We have an opportunity, a fellow by the name of Luke McLean is going to be joining our staff and he'll be pastor of ministry development. Uh, he'll be joining us in July, so we're excited about that and he's going to help us in the areas of assimilation, uh, life groups, uh, get, getting a number of things connected here at the church and just helping us go the next leg of the journey. He'll be Jim Watts' right-hand man, all right? As we know, jim, Jim's jim been here a long time and uh, we don't know when, when Jim will Jim will finally retire, but we know that he's... You know, that's in his future, and so we're, we're preparing for that and bringing somebody alongside of Jim Watts. So we're excited about the opportunities that God's given us, and you'll meet Luke here in, uh, coming up in, in July, and it's going to be a, an exciting time. He, we're looking forward to some collegiate ministries, uh, like I said, some life groups, uh, just a number of different things that he's going to be able to, to come along and serve here at the church. So be looking forward, and you'll hear more about Luke in, in days to come. This time, I'd like to ask our ushers to come forward where we see the morning offering. And we're thanking God for all that he's doing here in the church. God has been moving mightily. If you're here as our guest, we welcome you today. And I ask you to stop by our welcome guest, We ha- uh, wel- uh, our welcome center. We have a, uh, a gift for you just to say thank you for being here. And uh, if uh, if you are a guest, please feel free to let this plate pass you by this morning. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father and our God, we come before you and we thank you for all that you've done, Lord. What a, what a great God you are. You're moving mightily. You're doing great things in this church. And so, God, I just ask now, the Lord, as uh, as we look to, to the days to come, uh, just for the summer, Lord, we're thinking of June Jamboree Friday night, I ask, Lord, that you'll just open up our doors, open up the, the warmth of your people up here, Lord as we welcome those that, that are here, as we just uh, just celebrate the, the summer, celebrate who you are outside, Lord, and just as our band plays, as, as we do games with the kids, as we have a movie, concessions, all these things, Lord, I pray that you'll just do something great out there, Lord, and move mightily. Father, for our, for our, uh, for, for our offering this morning, we come before you and we thank you, Lord, that we have this awesome privilege to give to your name, to bless your name. In your name we pray,
0: You call me out upon the waters, the great. When oceans rise, my soul
3: with you so let's make the most of this beautiful day since we're together we might as well say would you be mine would you be mine won't you be my neighbor won't you please won't you please please won't you be my neighbor welcome to this neighborhood neighbor
2: it's a beautiful day in the... No, I'm not going to do that to you, all right? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood for sure, all right? And uh, as we think about uh, our neighboring series, we've been talking, won't you be my neighbor? And as we think about what it means to be a neighbor, we've been coming back to the, to the great commandment of Jesus. We've talked about the mission of the church. The mission of the church is to go out and make disciples, to, to spread the good news. And, and yet, we've forgotten how, how we're supposed to do it and here 's the how to do it uh, matthew twenty two Jesus gave us the great commission when when he was asked what is the greatest commandment he gave here 's the commandment he gave the greatest commandment it says, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul with all your mind He, he says first of all here it is it 's it's, it's about loving God. this is the greatest commandment to love God because he loved you, you now in turn love him, and you respond to him and so that's that, we talk about that a lot we we share Week in and week out, how to help you, how to coach you, how to encourage you how to love god and uh, and just responding to him when when we stand back and we see the goodness of who he is we see we see his grace when we do that that 's whenever we are able to to really respond to him we 're able to love him when we understand what it is that he has done for us so we that that 's why we come together we we 're here to love God, but Jesus went on the second part of this he said he, he, he says, "The first—that's the first and great commandment, and the second is like it: that you shall love your neighbor as yourself." This is a, the, he says, "Love God and love others." So, so we've been talking for the past few weeks about how to how to love other people, how to love your neighbor, and it's so easy for us to really to just bypass our neighborhood. There are people in your neighborhood that you that you uh, that you talk to that you some that you talk to, many that you don't. You just kind of ignore. So I'm going to give you two tools today. Uh, today we're about two tools, and the first tool that I'm going to give you is what is called a block map, okay? So the block map is uh, is what I have been telling you about and kind of drew one up here, but I'm going to ask Dan and Chrissy, I think we'll pass these out, maybe Kara, uh, but uh, if you can hand me one as well. So the block map is basically, we're going to send this around and we'll make sure we hit the balcony as well there. Um, there, there is uh, your house is in the center, so your your layout may be different, but I want you to think of the eight houses that are closest to you, and and we said to put A, B, C for each block. A was do you know their name, and we we realized that less than ten percent of Christians know the names of their neighbors. Less than 10% could fill this out of Christians, and we're going to do the great commission. We're going to do the great commandment. We're going to love our neighbor. We're going to bring people to Jesus. We're going to have all these events. We're going to have June Jamboree. We're going to have Christmas events, and I don't know my neighbor's names. So this is a tool for you. I'd like, to, I'd like for you to take this home and start there with just learning their names. Maybe you put this on your refrigerator. Put it in a place where, you, where you'll see it all the time. And, uh, and you just write down the names of all your neighbors and start there. I found that there were people in my neighborhood that I had met but didn't really know their names. I, I've, been, I've been having fun getting to know the names. And you know what, what happens when you actually take the, ni- the time to learn somebody's name? it transforms their life. I mean, people just love to hear their name. You know, nobody wants to, uh, you know, how many times can you say, yo, hey, bud, yo, hey, bud, nice, nice to see you, guy, you know, you know, it's just like people really want a, a connection, and they're longing for it, and people are broken. We have so many people broken around us, so, so write down, A, their names. B was a little bit about them. Could, could you tell me, you know, where they work, uh, just something that you know, some, ba- some basic acquaintance type of things. And then letter C would be like, if you really know them, like what, what makes them tick? And so there's a few neighbors I know what makes them tick, and then there's a, a few neighbors that, that I'm learning some names, and I even had fun. I was out, you know, doing, you know, I've been telling you how I've been cutting grass all summer, and it's like, I'm on a grass-a-thon out there, you know, it's just like, that's all I do. I, I sit there and just keep cutting. So I'm on the back, cutting my neighbor's grass on the back street, and a guy comes up, and, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, okay, this guy wants to talk, right? But I'm cutting the grass. And I don't really want to stop because I'm afraid the mower may not start back up again. There's issues, all right? So I stop. <laughs> and the guy comes over he looks at me and goes, you used to work at Irving Works. I said, Irving Works? I said, uh, that's not me. I might be the guy who lives here. He goes, oh, well, you just look familiar. And then he goes, you go to that Baptist church on the hill, don't you? I was like, now, wait a minute. How do you get Irving Works to the church on the hill, Right. And uh, and we and we had a good time talking. And here here he he knew me, and I didn't know him. Now I know his name, and I've got his name. He lives the block down, and and so he, he was telling me. You know, he saw that I was caring for another neighbor. He told me how he was caring for a neighbor. But what I want to encourage you to do is actually take it serious. Uh, one of our guys in the church. What what inspired me to, to share this with you is one of our guys in the church was sharing with me how that uh, he went over and he met met a neighbor, and uh, he got their name. And so he pulled out his phone, and he put it in his phone. And I think the neighbors were kind of puzzled. What, what are you doing? What, what are you doing on your phone? He goes, well, I, j- I want to remember your name. I, I, I have a hard time with names, and I want to remember your name. Now, how awesome is that? This guy cared enough to pull out his phone, type it in so he wouldn't forget and and I think that's that's what we have to do. There, there's going to be other people that you're just at the wave stage. You know, you're just kind of shooting them a wave out the window, making eye contact. Another guy told me that too. He said, he said I have another neighbor. He says, I, I wave and he won't even wave back, you know. And so, so we have all these issues, all these different levels of relationship. But let's go after the eight people. Imagine what God could do if we just did the great commandment. Do you think maybe it's that simple? Could it be that simple that we are to love God and love our neighbors? I mean, Jesus commanded it. And he said on these two commands hang all the other prophets and all the other laws. Everything hangs on this. Love God, love your neighbor." So there's people in my neighborhood that are not like me, people that I don't know, people that are in different walks of life, and God says, I'm supposed to love my neighbor. So tool number one is a block map. I want to give that to you. Because we want to move, there's a process. We want, you know, until you know somebody's name, they're a stranger. Did you ever notice that? You know, they're strangers. So there's a, there's a little process. We start with strangers. Then once you get to know their name, you can at least become an acquaintance. And I think that's where probably most of us stop. We have acquaintance relationships everywhere. Oh, hi, how you doing? And kind of remember a little bit about somebody. And that's kind of it and just kind of surface. But then there's another opportunity to become a friend. And I realize that on your your map, not everybody's going to be your BFF, right? You're going to have, you know, best friend forever. They're they're not going to be your best friends, but they might be. Could it be interesting? Could it be that God has some nugget uh, living right next to you? not a nut a nugget all right he has a nugget uh, something of gold mine living right next to you i was reading a story about a lady she went uh, she went and she was uh she's starting to learn how to love her neighbors she heard a, a pastor doing a series just like this she heard her neighbors uh she, she love your neighbors. so she went out and she said i've been in my neighborhood and don't really know my neighbors for 10 years and then she said she was out walking on a trail one day and she ran into the lady next door. And she's an older lady and, and the lady started to share with her about her health problems and found out that the lady had cancer. And so, the, so they opened up the door to this, this discussion and, and, and they had, she could relate because she had some health issues as well. And, while, and then when she started to learn and start to really care and start to love the neighbor, after a few visits she found out that the lady was actually lived in Germany and was a Holocaust survivor. And now here she was. She was living next door to a gold mine. She had this neighbor that she didn't know anything about for 10 years. And here she finally breaks down the barrier and is able to love her neighbor and finds out, wow, this lady's got some stories to tell. And I think that's what happens in all of our neighborhoods. There's people around us that have things to offer, and they could be. They could be your best friend one day. Not necessarily, but they could be. They could be offering things to encourage you as well. Um, and this is how God transforms people. He's placed you there. God says, I am with you always. That's the best part of the Great Commission. He says to go and make disciples, and lo, I am with you till the very end. He is with you till the very end. Now, look over here in Luke chapter 5 this morning. I'm going to talk, the first tool I gave you was the block map. I'm going to give you another tool this morning. Luke chapter 5. We're going to look at how Jesus did ministry. Look at how that Jesus loved his neighbor. What did Jesus do here? So Luke chapter 5, beginning of verse 27. After these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi. Uh, Later on, Levi's name actually becomes Matthew. So if you're wondering who this is, it's Matthew. But here he's still known as Levi, sitting at the tax office. Uh, what, what happened was Jesus was on his journey, and he comes to this town of Capernaum. And Capernaum was a, there was, a, it was a high traffic area. Everybody had to go through Capernaum. And so the Roman government would have these tax collectors set up, and there would be a tax station. Uh, it would be like, like we have a tool booth. Well, they had the tax booth, and there was a tax station. So, so it says here that uh, he went out, and he's, he, after these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So, so it's kind of interesting. Jesus goes in to the tax office and he sees this guy, Levi, and he says, follow me. So Levi, what does he do? Verse 28, he left all, he got up, and he followed Jesus. He rose up and he followed Jesus. Verse 29, then Levi gave him a great feast in his own house. And there were a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. So Levi, he's so excited about his, his, his life with Christ. He is going to be a follower of Jesus. He, he doesn't understand everything about Jesus by far. As a matter of fact, if you go through the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you look through the four gospels, you'll see that it wasn't till the very end that, the, that these followers of Christ, that these 12 disciples, wasn't till he rose from the grave that they totally figured out who Jesus was. So be encouraged on your walk, on your journey. As you're following Christ, you may not understand everything at the beginning, but follow. And he says to follow me. So Jesus comes. He tells Levi the task left. He says, now come, follow me. So Levi, he drops his life and he follows God. He throws a party. So what he does, it says here, and there were, uh, Levi gave him a great feast. Now the, the word great there is Mega. A, a great feast, mega. When you had a mega feast, all right, it denoted a lot of meat, tons of meat. And it also denoted a lot of wine. That's what t- people were typically having. This was a, a big feast. So he, what he does, he throws a big party. There's wine everywhere. There's meat everywhere. And there are tax collectors everywhere. Uh, he brings all his friends. So one tax collector, he knows all the other tax collectors, right? So he brings all the other tax collectors together and he, sa- he brings the party and he throws, he throws out the spread and he invites Jesus and the disciples to this party. Now I want you to think about this because uh, here, he, here he comes and says there were a great number of tax collectors and others, so not just tax collectors... But it's like a grand retirement party, if you will. He's having a job change. He's moving. He uses this opportunity, and he has his grand party. And not only was the tax collectors there, but other people who would associate with tax collectors. The religious people did not associate with tax collectors, and here's why. Because a tax collector was known for thievery. Uh, a tax collector was like this so here was the roman government the roman empire that uh, israel was under the roman empire under under their their rule they would collect tax and the way they would do it is set up kind of like a franchise so they would come to the tax collector and they would say okay here's your area you're going to be a tax collector and we expect this amount of tax so they would get that amount of tax but one here's the problem that they would come. You know, nobody likes to pay tax now, right? Does anybody get too happy about that? I don't think anybody does, right? So now at least we have somewhat of a system that we that we try to call fair, and that's a whole other ballgame, right? We'll go there another day, right? But but we in in our day we we understand it a little bit easier because it's not the guy who's taking it isn't the corrupt guy. In this system, the tax collector. If you owed a thousand, he could bill you for fifteen hundred and you wouldn't know the difference. And then he would make the extra five hundred, he would pocket the five hundred himself, send the thousand back to Rome. It was his franchise. He could do whatever he wanted. And if you didn't have money for your tax, no problem. He'd give you a loan. Thirty percent interest, forty percent interest. He'd just it'd be ridiculous amounts. And so these guys, they were robbing people. And so here here he here he is. This guy, and he brings in all of his other tax collector friends. These are all the thieves. These are all the people that are, that are of low, respected people. These are the people that the religious people stayed away from. And what does Jesus do? He sits down and he eats with them. Pass, pass the meat, would you? And he sits down and he's talking and he's having friendship and he's hanging out at this party that probably most religious people would say, he had no business going there now, did he? In the meantime, Jesus is teaching us a lesson. We have great business going there. It's called our father's business. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and wind it up. That's not the message there, guys. Don't read that. That's not it. I'm telling you, you're going to go to parties. And they're going to be boozing up and all that. And God has you there to be a light in the darkness. You don't have to, you don't have to, listen, Jesus, he didn't change. He was still God. He still loved God. And while while all there were so many corrupt things going on around him, he was there and he was there to care. He was there to love. And he did not run away from these people. And that is what we are called to do in our neighborhood, to be there. Uh, whether it's your neighborhood at work your neighborhood at home the the actual physical neighborhood take your block map and you look through your block map there are people that you're afraid to get with because well what will what will the religious people think what will the other people think what will and we think we're worried about reputation instead of about this relationship that i have with god and how it could ooze out now, I'm not telling you to go into places of, of weakness. Listen, if you're dealing in a weak zone, you don't go into the weak zone. That's just that we, we have to use the wisdom that God has given us. So if, you're, if you have a weak zone, you don't go into the weak zone. I, I would never send, a, send anybody into a bar and say, hey, just go ahead and figure that out. A former alcoholic can't walk into those places. But we can go to picnics and things and we can walk away. And if that's too hard, then you have to walk away and you, and you throw your own party. But do you understand what I'm saying? There's an opportunity for us to go out and to be Jesus to these people. To sit with people and to, and to just communicate. So the second, the second tool I'm going to give you this morning, there's the block map. Then I'm going to call the second one the block party. And I want to encourage you to go out and to have a party in your neighborhood. Now, not a wine party. I want to encourage you to go out and have a party in your neighborhood, to put on the hot dogs, to call up a few neighbors, and maybe you can have a block party. Some of you, uh, anybody ever been to a block party? Raise your hand if you've been to a block party, okay? How many of you still have those in your neighborhood? Anybody still have a block party in your neighborhood? Okay, we've all been to one, but they don't do them anymore. Because we have iPhones and we can Facebook each other and, and see what we're doing anyhow, right? Uh, so, so, so here's what I want to encourage you to do. What if the church, what if the, the people of God got excited about their block map and they went out and they said, like Levi, we are followers of Jesus and we're just so happy and we just, I want you to meet Jesus. So we have a little, we have a little, we, 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 you know, we have a little party and we have hot dogs. If you come to the Barner house, I'll give you a hot dog. It's wonderful. We call them tube steaks. They're delicious. Um, you know, they're, they're just, you know, I'll put A1 steak sauce on it. You'll be so happy, all right? Uh, maybe if I come to your house, you're, you're a steak person, or, or maybe you're a vegetable person, whatever. Maybe you could get together with another neighbor. You look on your neighborhood map. Maybe you only know three neighbors. Maybe you could get with those three neighbors and say, hey, let's get to know this neighborhood and start inviting people over. What could happen? Now, I've threatened to do this in my neighborhood. And my wife is like, deathly afraid of it, right? My wife's like, don't you do it. No, I'm just kidding, all right? But uh, listen, we're, we're, we're talking about this in our neighborhood. We're saying, how, how could we do this in our neighborhood? What would happen in, in our neighborhood if we just invited all the neighbors? Now, we're really afraid because Caleb's my neighbor right across the street, right? So, uh, you know, Caleb and I, we have good, good connections, and we talk back and forth all the time, uh, back and forth across the street. But what if we could get to know other people in our neighborhood, and we could invite them all into our neighborhood and, 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 and have, a, have a hot dog, have, have a hangout time, and just sit at the party? What would happen if we invited everyone to the party? Jesus Jesus is with you. Here's what happens. When you invite somebody to the party, you're bringing them to Jesus because Jesus is with you. And, and somebody told me this one time. Uh, you know, just get it going. Use what you have and just get it going. Uh, j- just get started because if you will go out and you'll take a step of faith, God's going to direct your path. He does that. Now, God doesn't drive parked cars. I'll never forget that. I learned that my freshman year of college. Somebody said that to me. God doesn't drive park cars. And I've really sunk that in. Wow, you know what? As you're going, make disciples. As you get out there, God will direct your path. So you start inviting your neighbors over. And you and you can look at all, all the issues that you may be afraid of them, they may be afraid of you, and all these things. But at the end of the day, could we not have... A, a neighborhood gathering with hot dogs or whatever that, that your neighbors like, and have fun and just sit there and watch what God could do, because once we start it, God can open up the door and all of a sudden you start to see lives that are broken, and when we see these broken lives, we see that God has an opportunity to transform lives this morning, as we close our service I want to, I want to share with you somebody that is a transformed life. This person, one day, somebody came to them and shared with, them about Je- with, with this person about Jesus, and their life was changed. And I want to share, share with you this story because this story can be the story of your neighborhood. It can be what could happen to the neighbor. You're looking at somebody who's broken. This person was totally broken. And God transformed their life. Would you welcome this morning Carol Darence, who's retiring and moving on us. But let's welcome Carol Darence. All right. Carol's been on staff here for 36 years. She's, uh, she's retiring. I'm not sure why, because she's only 39. And, uh, but we're, we're excited about, about the next chapter in her life and what God's, God's doing in her life. But uh, I've asked Carol this morning just to share because many people don't know Carol, Carol's story. You know, she's been here for a long, long time. And uh, she was one of those broken people. And one day, somebody cared enough and her life transformed. So I'm going to let, let Carol tell you her story. Welcome, Carol, this morning. All right?
4: This is hard to start, even. I um, I had gone to Sunday school, I remember, as a young child, and I enjoyed it, but I never not got to know Jesus. I knew in my life I had sinned greatly against God. But I didn't know what to do about it. I couldn't find anything that would ease the pain of, It was, it was just so heavy on my shoulders, it really was. It was a weight and I couldn't get it out of my mind. And I was married to an alcoholic man And I knew I needed love and was not receiving it, except for my children. But I thought, it's not enough. That's not enough. And one day I was down on my knees in my closet in the bedroom, cleaning it out. and it was so heavy on me i looked up and i said god you have to help me i know i've sinned and i and i felt like that god was going to punish me the rest of my life for my sin cuz i found no relief And a couple weeks later, I was going to borrow my dad's car. He was living with us at the time. I was going to borrow his car and go out and find somebody to love me. I had no idea where I was going, what I was going to do, but I just needed love so badly. And I was up in the bathtub, taking a bath to get ready to go out, and somebody was at the door downstairs, and my daughter answered the door, and she came up, and she says, Mom, there's there's a couple ladies downstairs here from some church that wants to talk to you. And I said, Oh, boy, (laughs) I don't need this. And I said, well, tell them to come back later, figuring that by that time I'll be done with my bathing and my dressing and I'd be gone by the time they got back. And I really didn't think they'd be back. But they came back and by that time I was dressed and I, I went downstairs very reluctantly because I didn't want to face anybody these ladies were canvassing the area and they really hadn't intended to come to my place but somebody that they did go to told them about me and they needed to talk to me and they directed her, them to my house and so we sat and talked, and they expressed to me God's love for me. I always knew that if somebody had asked me who Jesus was, I'd say, "Well, he's the Savior. He died for the sins of the world." But that's all the further it went. Well, they explained that he died for me. And it was very hard for me to realize that he, he didn't just die for other people. He died for me, to save me from my sin. They, they read this Bible verse to me, Psalms 103. 11 and 12. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed my sins from me. Well, that grabbed my heart. Just grabbed me that he did that for me and they wanted to pray with me and I just I couldn't I at that moment I just couldn't all I did was cry that this this God loved me so much so when they left and they invited me to church the next day was the first meeting at the church of this group um I went upstairs and got on my knees and I prayed and I asked God to save my soul. I thanked Him for loving me so much. I can hardly talk about it without tears because His love for me just overwhelms me at times, still to this day. And while I I went to all the, I came to all the meetings here at the church that week. And learned so much that I was, one of the things that I was looking to my husband to be my source of joy and happiness. But I wasn't to look to him. I was to look to Christ. Allow him to be everything I need, and that's what I wanted. The, the last evening of this meeting, these meetings, was Friday evening, and they were encouraging us to bring in teenagers, friends, family, neighbors, teenagers. It was going to be emphasis for teens, And I finally convinced my son, my middle child, to come. The other two wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't say that. The younger one was only four. (laughs) And he did come, and he enjoyed it immensely. They had all the workers in the nurseries and in the Sunday school classes, and they had a wonderful time. But he said to me, he was 14, and he said, Mom, I'll come, but I'm not going to get dressed up. And I said, Honey, you don't have to get dressed up. Just come the way you are. And he did. And while I was, we were at the meeting, they called for people to come up who God had touched that week and tell everyone what God had done in their life that week. And I went forward, and I gave my testimony. And it so touched my son, my 14-year-old son, that he gave his life to Christ that evening. He went on to Bible college when he was 18, and he now has a church in in Virginia, where I'm going. <laughs> As of Saturday, but he works so has worked so mightily in my life, brought me to this I never went anywhere else, but here for forty 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 one years since nineteen seventy six and I praise God for the pastors here. I really, I really do. Ken was one of my bus kids. From about, I a story
2: about that. <laughs>
4: From about age ten on up till he graduated.
2: She tried to kill us one day. I just tell you that. <laughs> she drove us to church. We drove her crazy. Then we'll just yeah. leave it at that. All right.
4: Yeah, we. Um, I drove for school. I drove for church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And got a bunch of kids here. And I thank God for that time, for that, the relationships that were built through that. And I thank God for Pastor Arnold, who taught me so much, and for Ken here, which I still have a hard time thinking of him as my pastor he's one of my bus kids (laughs) so that's basically what's happened in my life and i praise god can we
2: give god a hand can we give god a hand let's give god a hand huh awesome awesome carol we uh we thank you you may you may be seated you know this is a life that was transformed by god and what we're talking about here with the whole neighboring thing god wants to use you to to touch people like carol there's people on your block map that are like carol brokenness they're looking for somebody to love them and you have the answer in christ and and maybe you're afraid to even talk about it. it's okay just start with a hot dog Start with a hamburger, start with a name, and just watch what God will do, because if He's with you, the Lord is with you, He will use every one of you. It's not a specialist team that comes out and, and, and finds people like Carol, it's you. That's what we do. And then Carol, you know, she talked about the bus, she had this short bus that she drove, and, and I always say that I came on the short bus, right? She brought me on the, on the short bus there, and we had lots of fun with Carol, and and just a lot of, lot of good days, and, and man, she did whatever she could she'd been cleaning the church she drove people to christ and uh and has been a faithful i know she'll be a faithful prayer warrior even after she leaves us and moves to virginia but she's going to be joining her son who's a pastor there and and he just lost his wife a few months ago and uh she went on to be with the lord had battled hepatitis from a blood transfusion for many years that she had got during uh, when she had, when she gave birth they gave her blood transfusion and she just went on to be with the lord so Carol's going to be going to where God has her. God has this next chapter, and we're so thankful, though, for the many chapters. She's lived through season after season of the church. She's seen she's seen things come and go all throughout it, and she's been faithful. She's served the Lord, and we thank God for Carol. Today, as we dismiss, I'm going to invite you to come over to the gymnasium. I told you she's an incredible cake maker, so we had to get a cake for her. She couldn't make her own cake. That would be wrong, wouldn't it, right? But I tried to get her to do it because she's the best. <laughs> so I told her, you know, uh, we're already figuring out how much it will cost to send uh, cakes by FedEx. You know, they have those freezer boxes. So we're trying to work some deals because she's incredible. And, uh, but uh, we're, we're th- we thank God. What could God do in our neighborhood, guys? What could God do? Uh, just, just, let's, just, let's take some steps of faith this summer. I want to challenge you. Take your block map. Let's throw the party. As you look through the passage, we didn't even get to the end of the passage. The, the, the Pharisees, they were, they were trashing them for hanging out with those people. And I'm telling you what, people when Carol, before Carol came to Christ, she was one of those people that the, that the Pharisees would have said, why are you hanging out with her? But look what God did because somebody hung out with her. And I want to encourage you, Hang out with your neighbors. Let's be Jesus. Let's go out there be the hands and feet of Jesus and watch him transform lives. He will use you. He's got people at your work. He's got people at your recreation. He's got people in your neighborhood that need a Savior. And he put you there to point them to the Savior. Let's bow in prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, this morning, I want to encourage you. Maybe you're like Carol this morning, and you say, Pastor Ken, I need to start where Carol did. I need to, I need to just humble myself in the sight of an almighty God and thank him for loving me. Just, just come to Christ. So if that's you this morning, I'm going to ask you to quietly pray a prayer like this and start that relationship with God. Just pray something like this. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner I've done wrong things. I've offended a holy God. But I understand today that you love me. Jesus died on the cross and paid for my sin. He came back to life again and he did it for me. And I open my heart to Jesus right now. God, I ask you to transform my life. Thank you, God, for coming in and loving me. I accept you. I accept your love right now, God. If that's you, I want to encourage you to share with somebody. Tell a family member. Tell a friend. Tell, talk to somebody and tell them, say, hey, today I opened my heart to Jesus. And for others, maybe you need to take the neighbor map. Maybe you're ready to do a block party. To just open up your backyard, you have a backyard, maybe God's calling you to open up your backyard or your back patio or, or just even your home, wherever it is that, that you could invite a few people over and just have a hot dog and, and just start to love them, as Jesus said, to love them. And the greatest love that we have will eventually bring them to Christ. That is the greatest love, is to love somebody enough to tell them how much that Jesus loves them, but they won't even listen. If we don't at least start with their name. Start with a hot dog. Start by just being a neighbor. Respond to God now. Lord, I pray you'll be with your people as they respond to you. I thank you for this testimony of Carol, Lord, how you transformed her life because somebody cared. Lord, I pray you'll take our congregation and turn us into a movement, Lord, of people who care, who love you first, and then love their neighbors. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as we sing a, a closing song. We'll sing a verse and a chorus, and then we'll be dismissed. I invite you over to the uh, to the I, I invite you over to the to the gymnasium afterwards for a time of fellowship with Carol. All right.